You are Locked On Braves, your daily podcast on the Atlanta Braves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? This is Nubias Wilborn for Locked On Braves on the Locked On Sports Network. Shout out to David Locke. I see you jazz are winning, and it looks like you might get another round of the playoffs. But anyway, my name is Nubias Wilborn once again, and I cover the Braves for the Marietta Daily Journal. And... Let's get right into it. So today we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to talk to Jesse Biddle. Last week he made his Major League debut, and this guy has one heck of a story. And I got some time with him, and it's very interesting to see the things that he went through, he overcame, and now, you know, he's a Major League Baseball pitcher and living his dream eight years after he was drafted in the first round by the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, so real quick, we're just going to break down yesterday's game. Tough loss. Braves got beat up really bad. And, you know, these kind of things happen. I mean, the bullpen just wasn't quite there. Don't know if that was the most ideal situation for Sam Freeman, but nonetheless, that's where he was, and it didn't work out. I mean, Mike fulton was solid for five innings. I think that 30-pitch first inning probably was foreboding. If he gets out of that, maybe he gets a little deeper. And, you know, this bullpen is being taxed. They've continued to walk guys, and now it's coming back to haunt them. This was one of the fears for the Braves to start the season, and it came to fruition. But, you know, it's one game, it happens, and a member of that bullpen is none other than Jesse Biddle. So we're going to sit and chat with him. Got a good five minutes the kind of one-on-one with Jesse, so, you know, let's get right into that. First of all, just how did it feel when you got the call? Uh, it was uh, it was an incredible feeling. It's something I've been waiting for for a long time. And, uh, you know, Damon called me at, uh, like, midnight. And, uh, you know, obviously it's not exactly what I was expecting, but I know I've been throwing the ball pretty well, and uh, there's an opportunity for me, so... Your journey, man, I was like doing some research on it. Just <laughs> going from being first-round pick and Philly hometown mm-hmm. boy to just having the injuries. What was the toughest moment in that time, man? Um, I think there were a lot of tough moments. Uh, when I decided to, um, I guess one of the big things was, you know, when I found out that I needed Tommy John surgery, mm-hmm. I wasn't even really sure that I wanted to keep playing. Wow. Um, I called the... Uh, head athletic trainer with the Phillies and told him that I, I was kind of thinking about not doing it and just you know I mean I know it's an 18 month rehab I had been through so much over the last couple of years anyway that I was just um, not really sure that I wanted to keep playing but he convinced me to do it wow um, and uh, you know I obviously made the right decision I'm really happy to be here what was did, did somebody in your life maybe say hey man dude down, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of rock bottoms. It feels like um, mm. you know there were a few outings where I couldn't get out of the first inning, and um, you know a couple outings where I gave up too many runs to count, um, and I just was kind of like it, it, it didn't really feel worth it. You know, it didn't feel like I was getting any better. It felt like I was um, just uh, um, living the exact same Groundhog Day over and over again. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a lot of really supportive people in my corner, but um, obviously my parents are, you know, two of the most important people who, um, 
it got me through a lot of a lot of really rough stuff. And then from there, this spring was a good spring for you. I mean, you mm-hmm. were able to get in big league camp, you were able to get some guys out. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of feel during the spring? Um, I felt good. I made a couple adjustments, but the big thing is just, you know, I felt healthy, which I hadn't been in a long time. Um, and I felt comfortable and, you know, just decided that um, you know, I'm just going to attack guys and throw strikes and uh, I have a really good defense behind me and just let it let it work. Yeah. And then how was the conversation with Alex knowing that you weren't going to make the big league roster? I mean, because I've heard he's pretty straightforward, but he's also kind of comp- really compassionate as well. Um, yeah, we had a really, really good talk. You know, I mean, I was just honest with him. I said, you know, I mean, this is um, – I've been to a few big league camps now and I keep finding myself back in double A. Um, I, uh, I just wanted to be given an opportunity. And, uh, you know, he, he took that to heart, and he saw that I was really hungry and I wanted it. And he said, look, you, you stay healthy, you pitch well, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to find a spot for you, but you got to earn it. Mm. And then, I mean, what was it like to actually do that? Like, right. for the, for the actually, because yeah. I mean, you, you hear things, but yeah, when yeah. it actually happens. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, I've been told a lot of stuff in my career. You know, I mean, I, I've been uh, um, definitely led on and um, hyped up to believe in, in things that maybe aren't uh, going to come true and, and I've probably bought too much into the actual mm. uh, things that I'm hearing rather than, um, you know, just looking at the facts and um, really trying to just focus on what I need to focus on, maybe get a little ahead of myself. So um, when he told me that, I just saw that as an opportunity to push myself a little bit harder and, and um, you know, just continue to do what I've been doing and uh, all I needed to do was uh, just stay healthy and give myself a chance hmm. and uh, just think about just that major league debut like what are you thinking about just mm-hmm. knowing that it's going to be that first time after all these years mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm not really uh, not really worried about it you know? mm. I'm excited I'm excited it's um, you know it's no different than anything I've done before you know you make your first outing in double A, you make first outing in triple A, you make first outing in the big leagues, you just got to view them all as the same thing. Obviously, there are a lot more people and there's a lot more riding on it. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, if I'm not throwing strikes, I'm not pitching well. Um, so I need to execute my game. I can't get caught up in what other people are thinking, what other people are saying, or um, anything other than just the pitch that I'm about to throw. And then this last thing, with this club being here, I mean, mm-hmm. good group of guys, a lot of you know, young, hungry guys, what's mm-hmm. it like just kind of getting in with this pitching group and mm-hmm. just learning all these people? Yeah, the, the talent in here is unbelievable. Um, it's, uh, I think it creates a lot of really good competition between all of us just to um, you know, get us all better. Uh, if you, I feel like every time we, we play, somebody steps up, you know, and um, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of guys here who just want to win. So it's a really fun clubhouse to be a part of. Uh, the bullpen specifically is um, just full of a lot of really good arms, a lot of guys who can pitch in all types of situations. So uh, that's just going to be really fun to, um, you know, just try to make my name in, in that bullpen. Thanks. Yeah, hey, like I was telling you guys before, by the way, this is Mbaz born here on Locked On Braves on the Locked On Sports Network. And, no, that kid was really nice to talk to, very pleasant energy, Big six foot four guy, and you know who knows where it goes. And it just goes to show you, man, that if you keep believing in your dream and you keep fighting, keep working, and you have a solid support system, that you could get through anything. So, and I just post, posted a story for the Marietta Daily Journal on the Braves defense and how they're applying the analytics. And it was an interesting conversation because. 
got to sit down, talk to Dansby Swanson, talk to Nick Markakis, Ryan Flaherty, talk to Alex Antopoulos, who was very fast. I'll probably play the Antopoulos stuff a little later in the week. But for this, we're going to play the interviews from Nick Markakis and the follow-up with some sound from Dansby Swanson. And just think about the new setup and how it's working, putting players into position. And I enjoyed working on the story because, you know, it's one of those things where I got to take some time and sit and talk and, you know, do some reporting, some good research and make this story, I believe, to be pretty good. But, you know, we will see how it goes. That being said, so first we're going to talk to Nick, and then after that, follow right behind us is going to be Dansby Swanson. So this is Locked On Braves on the Locked On Sports on Network. Defense. Again, my name is Tobias Woodmore. You know, it's just an overall general reference of where guys generally tend to hit the ball. But, uh, you know, it's a good reference and, and starting point. But, uh, you know, you also have to factor in the pitcher who's on the mound, you know, how hard guys are throwing, you know, looking at guys' swings and, you know, uh, you know, a guy's swing can tell you a lot what he's trying to do or if, uh, you know, if they're struggling with timing a little bit, you know, we can make adjustments to that. But, uh, you know, overall, um, you know, the cards help us in, in positioning where to start out and then, uh, you know, we can make judgments based off of uh, pitchers and hitters. Would you say maybe there are times when, you're in a place now maybe you wouldn't have been before and actually worked? Um, yeah, I mean, they can say that on a lot of guys. Um, but, you know, you, you can ultimately, uh, you know, like I said, you're, you're going to the general area where he hits most of his balls. And, uh, you know, if you're shading the gap and he hits one you know, down the right field line, and, you know, you, you just got to... You know, deal with it. Uh, you know, I think it's worked out great for us in the outfield, and I know we're all playing uh, uh, good defense out there, and that goes back to uh, you know where they're positioning us and, and what Ewa's doing for us. He's helping us, you know, pitch for pitch. And uh, you know, it was kind of tough last year. We didn't really have an outfield guy, so it was uh, you know a lot of information to, to take by ourselves without some help. And uh, anytime you can get help. And, it helps us out in the team, so it's, it's been good. How much is EY just because I mean, he's got the base running, seems like you guys are more aggressive on the base paths, but also his outfield, it's like you guys are definitely not say you weren't consistent last year, but definitely seems stepped up defensively. Yeah, you know, that's why he's here. He's devoted his time for outfield and, and base running, he's been doing a great job at it. Uh, you know, like I said, any help that we can get is uh, much appreciated, and uh, you know, come from a guy who played 15 years in the big leagues, and uh. You know, he's a good ball player. And, uh, you know, he's bringing here what he's learned and, you know, what he what he did when he played. And, uh, you know, it's, it's helping us tremendously. And, uh, you know, we just got to continue with it and, uh, you know, help our pitchers out any way we can on defense. And then last thing, during the spring you got to work with T-Bone. I mean, you go back with him from your Baltimore days. What was it like working with him again and kind of – Getting to learn some learn from him and work. It's awesome, man. T Bone was a great player too. You know, to have him and EY out there in, in spring, you know, we were in pretty good hands out there. And uh, you know, I know a lot of the, you know, for you know, guys like me and Ender who uh, 
you know, we know what we're going to do out there. The young guys, uh, Bone and, you know, EY, they, they help them out tremendously. And, uh, you know, they give good input. And, uh, you know, they're, they're helping us. They're not trying to make us worse. They're trying to make us better. And, uh, you know, to have those two guys in spring is, uh, is definitely a pleasure. And it's, it's fun working with those guys. And it allows us to communicate uh, freely and, and basically just give us a plan um, of what to do and how we can, you know, use our baseball instincts to play off of that. So I think it just allows everyone to be on the same page. And I think that there's one thing that's important it's, is that communication and understanding. So, how intricate is the system? Uh, I mean, it's not as crazy as people think. It just, um, you know, once it's explained one time, you just kind of mm. can just go with uh, whatever they're telling you to do and. Um, you know, the one thing that I appreciate the most, and a lot of guys say this too, is they do give us uh, the freedom to be able to, you know, if we see certain things, to be able to move where we see fit. And, um, you know, it's not, uh, like, right. mandatory, but it's it's definitely um, something that gives us the best chance to succeed. And, um, you know, they allow us to use our abilities, um, you know, freely, and it's been working out pretty well for us. Is there a play or maybe a couple plays where you kind of remember where maybe you wouldn't have been in that position last year? I think you you see how, once you think of it, like, more positively, you know, it's yeah. like that this is what we're doing. You start to see um, the base hits that, that would have happened that are taken away because of where people are playing. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's that's very beneficial for everybody and uh, helps keep the pitcher's pitch count down and um, allows us to be in a good spot to be able to, you know, make plays, so. And then from there, you mentioned just the freedom of it. Um, like, and how does the communication of it go? Like, where you kind of, you guys kind of go back and forth on these, on these series, or is it different? Well, it, just even during the game, and we 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 were always kind of constant communication, mm-hmm. talking to one another about, you know, if, if I see something, I move a couple shades one way, and I'll tell, you know, Ozzy and, and Flash, you know, where I'm going, and they can kind of move off of that, and we just kind of all have a good feel for it, and. Um, you know, after games, sometimes we'll talk, and uh, we just kind of stay in constant communication about what we see, what we feel, and you know, make adjustments off that. So. And, and then, last thing, I know, I know it's only eighteen games in, but is is this just more fun for you and for this team so far? I think any time that you succeed and, and can kind of surround yourself with so much uh, positivity with all the guys in the clubhouse, it, it definitely does make a difference. Uh, Blake said it's only eighteen games, right. so uh, the fun thing about it for me is we have a plan and a process, and. We're just going to continue to focus on that for you know, the rest of uh, the season. Thank you. I'll just ask you one quick question if you don't mind. Hey, guys. Again, this is Tobias Wilborn on Locked On Braves on the Locked On Sports Network. And it was really fun hearing from those guys, getting to know their, po- their thought process to how they apply the defense and how they're in position. And so far, it's working for the Braves. I mean, they're 12-9 and nine now. They lost a tough one to the Reds. The Reds coming in as one of the worst teams in baseball, and the Braves managed to lose their game. But, hey, they played three more. And this is now going to be a stretch where the Braves are going to play some teams with losing records because they started the season. Everybody they played had a winning record or at least 500 for the first 20 games of the season. And now, you know, they play a team that's, you know, a little down. They got a win on Monday. But Tuesday, let's see what the Braves do. Let's see how they get through this series as well as this road trip. So we'll we'll let that we'll let that go. But anyway, that being said, guys, I am looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen over the next couple of days as you now start to see Jose Batista in AAA. And it looks like he's gonna be in Atlanta pretty soon. 
So what does that mean for Ryan Flaherty? It's interesting because Gabe Burns from AJC asked him, hey, man, have you thought about it? What, what are you thinking? You know, Ryan Flaherty is leading the National League in hitting right now. It's early, obviously it's early, small sample size, yeah, we know. But the guy's, the guy's really shown himself to be a major league ball player, at least through 20 games. And then now you have Jose Batista coming in. You got Johan Camargo back healthy. I mean, if Johan Camargo doesn't get injured, Ryan Flaherty's not even here in the first place. So what do you do with that? What does he do with that? I, I, I don't know those answers, and I will tell you this. It is very concerning if you're Flaherty and, you know, look, man, Ryan Flaherty ain't dumb. He know what time it is. Like, he knows that he got here on the wing in a prayer. And he's hit, and he's filled in his position well. It just may not be enough. And we will see. And, you know, it's just a cold sport, man, because, you know, Alex Anthopoulos is very close with Jose Bautista. That's clear. And from what I've heard, I actually spoke to Adam Everett, um, who's the Braves field coordinator, and he said, yo, this guy looks good. He really looks good. And I've talked to a few scouts who've seen him, and he looks like he can play. And if he can play... There's nothing wrong with having more good players. But, I mean, if you look at it now, you may have a Braves bench with, let's say, Flaherty, Camargo coming off that bench. You know, it's a long way from Emilio Bonifacio coming off the bench back in the day. So, you know, the Braves are trying to be a good team. We will see what that means. And, of course, we still are waiting for the young man known as Ronald Acuna. And he's starting to get hot Alex Anthopoulos said, you know, once he gets hot, they'll bring him up. So is it this week? Is it next week? Who knows? But right now, the Braves are still above 500, and they are going to play against the Cincinnati Reds. And we'll see what that looks like and what that means over these next couple days. And I'll tell you what, we will be right here on Locked On Braves, on the Locked On Sports Network talking to you guys, engaging you guys, has some good guests coming up. So really looking forward to continuing this and talking Braves, man. I enjoy this, man. I I tell you what, this has been a fun start to the season, and we'll see how it plays going forward. This is Nubias Wilborn for Locked on Braves, and we are out. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.